Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Hallowell and Chris Field, the Church Boys. From the sublime to the ridiculous, but mostly ridiculous. I hate these guys. Welcome back. We are the Church Boys. We are here once again. We have saved the day. We have made your week. We know you're glad to be here, and we don't blame you. So, Billy, my friend, how you doing, my buddy? I'm good. I'm I'm a little bit exhausted today. I'm a little tired, but I always I always try to like muster up my energy on Friday because it's Friday. The that's weekend right. is ahead. That's right. And you get to spend an extra bit of time with me on Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's you know right. that's the torturous it's, part of the week. It's something but... everybody looks forward to. <laughs> uh, let me move my Skype window over here so I can see you better. All right. Yeah, better. now I can see you too. I actually moved mine, and now I can actually, when I chastise you, I can see on your you face. Directly, expression. right. That's right. You can see me ignore. You can see me ignoring you from, from thousands of miles away. Now, Billy, before we get into anything else, there is a story that is taking the country by storm. It started yesterday, I think, afternoon, evening. It is progressing today, and there's been a major controversy. William, what color is the dress? Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I looked at this last night on an airplane. I was exhausted, and I looked at the dress, and the dress was white and gold, okay? Okay. The dress was white and gold. And then this morning, I got up, and it was still white and gold, and I looked again because I kept hearing people say that it would change. And so I, I looked again, and all of a sudden, I'm looking at a dark blue dress right. with black. So di- so it did change for you. Yeah, and now it's light blue. Okay, now see, it with has... a little Ovaltine stain on the left sleeve. <laughs> it, hasn't, it hasn't changed for me at all yet. I can, if I stare at it long enough, it'll start to change a little bit, but it hasn't gone from to black and blue for me yet. It's white and gold. Now, if you don't know what we're, look- we're talking about, then you must be living under a rock because this is the story that has been on everybody's radar. There's a zillion things going on. ISIS hacked to death an American journalist or, you know, uh, what was he, a cartoonist or whatever, this guy that was, we got the news so today, his blog- wife, okay, so the blogger. blogger. Yeah. And we're not sure, you know, we still have to say we're not sure, but but he was being threatened by radical Muslims and the idea, I think the police are looking into this and saying, yeah, you know, this is probably radical Muslims. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's it crazy. Is. More people know about this dress than they do that, though, I'm yeah. sure. Well, which is kind of sad. Yeah. Let me turn up this volume. Just a second. I'm, look, you're going to hear some beeps here for a second. I'm just turning up Billy's volume real quick. I want to see if I can make something work a little different. Here we go. That's better. So um, so we got ISIS attacking people. We've got Americans being hacked to death with machetes. We've got um, CPAC going on. We've got other th- conventions going on. We've got... <laughs> well, CPAC was thrown into that. <laughs> well, it's just- it's <laughs> a huge important deal. People are being hacked up, and then there's CPAC. Okay, so okay, so the, the, there's all these things, ridiculous and sublime, just like this show. There's all these things going on, but what has captivated America's attention? That a stupid dress. Dr- that stupid dress. Now, to be fair, it captivated mine as well. I was I I was sitting at home last night. I get these. I, my phone won't stop ringing, so I finally get to it. And it's my sister. And what does she say? Not, well, hello, how are you doing? I haven't talked to you in a while. Nothing like that. She's, what color is the dress? I said, what are you talking about? Online, go to the blaze. There's a story up there about this dress. Said, what are you, you are a nut. 
So you're I like, finally... what's wrong with you? And then you went to theblaze.com and you looked at the dress and you something... saw a giant macaroni and cheese stain. No. On the, on the... <laughs> no, but I, so I went and I looked and I said, she says, so what color do you see? And I said, well, it's it's white and gold, obviously. And she says, <laughs> my sister, they, my sisters live together over in Seattle area. And my, one, the other sister who's sane said, see, I told you it's white and gold. The one who called me the nut who's always harassing both you and me online. I says, like her. She's funny. Yeah, I like, you would very... like you would like her. She's a third child. She's obviously troubled. So, <laughs> well, here's the thing about the dress. I have to say this because I think, in in so many senses, I'm like I'm appalled that nobody. I bet you half of America, if not more, cannot even tell us what ISIS and the Islamic State are, but yet they right. can tell us what color they think the dress is. I know. But on the I know. flip side. I do wonder, are we all so exhausted from how bad the stories have been lately, how horrible things have been, that this is sort of a viral escape from for everybody be. from that? I know, but we've got three stories in a row, like three days in a row of of silly stories or, or stories that aren't that are just like is cathartic the right word? Some sort of escapism stories because right you know, we had the llama escape, right? Did you see the llama stories? All the I llama did, stories. I did. I was so confused about them at first because I was kind of out of touch at this conference in the Christian bubble. <laughs> um, and I'll be darned, out of touch while in the Christian bubble. Hmm. But yeah, no, I did. I did see that. And you know what? What if there's a conspiracy? What if Obama planted all of these stories to take our attention off of net neutrality? Okay, so yes, there's another story we should probably talk about because it could, you know, in the long term impact shows like this. Not necessarily this one, but people who want to start other shows, that sort of thing. But yeah, but you know, we got the dress story, we got the llamas, and we've got um Leonard Nimoy died today. You know Leonard Nimoy. You know Billy, you're you're young. You're young. You know who that is. Okay, good. I didn't I do know. I don't have to give you a verbal beating. Ears, the how can you forget those ears? I know they're I loved his ears. I always when I was a kid, now let me be let me be perfectly clear. Star Trek was in reruns when I was a kid. You need to understand that I'm not that old. But I would walk around. Well, the I'd, next generation was out when you were young, for sure. Yeah, but I would. I, I went would, to a convention when oh. I was a kid. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I, Did you I really? Who? Okay, who? I, I, I made my parents old? take me only once. How old were you when I was nine to and a you, star? To a star. But you you made your parents take you. Yeah, but that, then I was horrified when I got there and realized what it was. I was like, you... what is this? But I thought it was a way to meet celeb- you know, celebrities. <laughs> this will be fun. I'll meet celebrities. I'll meet people who... Um, and there was one celebrity who played like a Cleon or something. I don't even remember. Yeah. So wait wait a second. So you were a Trekkie? Or you were a Trekkie? I watched The Next Generation when I was okay. a kid. That so you're like it. a big Picard but, fan and that sort of thing? But then, like, yeah, I never really... Uh, no, Marina Sartis. I remember oh. her name. That's who was at Can- the convention. Actually, Counselor Troy? Yeah. That was? Oh, yeah. Yeah, who's, I, who's the Trekkie? You got all the characters there. Hey, well, hey, listen, everybody knew who Counselor Troy yeah, was back in the day. Of course. of course. All right. So, yeah, she was at that convention. It was great. Okay, cool. So, well, not cool. I, it's kind of weird, actually. <laughs> that kind of actually disturbed me. A nine-year-old I, wanted to go to a store. No, here's, here's the thing. There are a lot of disturbing, as we, you and I were friends before we started this show. We were friends through work, and we have a lot of things in common. But as we do this show, there are more and more things about you that I learned that are actually quite disturbing. <laughs> and my nine-year-old Marina Sartis obsession was apparently one of, one no, of those things. No, the, the Sartis obsession is totally normal and understandable, <laughs> okay? Even non-Star Trek fans had that obsession. <laughs> my, uh, what is disturbing <laughs> is you insisted on going 
I, to no, a Star no. Trek convention. I demanded tickets. Demanded oh. them. I remember. Oh, geez. And your parents complied. No, were your parents Star Trek fans? No. I mean, they would watch it with me occasionally. They just wanted to hear but... you stop whining. They wanted you to stop whining. Totally. I was an only child, you know, so <laughs> I this was my, my entertainment oh, was geez. to go to the convention. Oh, man. Well, it's no, I mean, it's, it explains a lot. It explains a lot when, when we find out to see your parents will do anything. My parents would rather beat me than look at me. So, but your parents, oh, Billy wants to go to a Star Trek convention. Hmm. Maybe I bet we could take Billy to a Star Trek. It's why we get things like this on our answering machine. I don't uh, hey so it's because your parents love you and they pay attention to what you do and mine don't well you know we'll have to talk to your mom about this at, at some point <laughs> okay now speaking of Star Trek conventions there's a thing going on in DC this <laughs> week. People are being chopped up in other countries. And, and now, <laughs> and Chris Field has collapsed. Oh, man. Okay, so, okay, so here's what. Oh. <laughs> it uh, is a Star Trek it is. convention. Okay, so I told, I told Billy, for all of these, all of you listeners out there, we always try to set this. We, we have a sound check and that sort of thing. And as you can tell, usually the sound check is pretty much useless because by the time we record, <laughs> all of our settings are screwing. Everything's going wrong. But beforehand, I said, okay, we should bring up Star Trek. Or not Star Trek. We didn't have anything to do with the Star Trek. Where did we go to Star Wait, Trek? How did we start talking about Star Trek? <laughs> okay, so, oh, the death. Oh, that's what? right. It's Leonard Nimoy. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, but anyway... <laughs> And I told Billy, okay, so we should probably talk about CPAC a little bit. And we were talking about our experiences. We should probably share some of those experiences that we've had before. <laughs> but I told Billy, it's okay, we need to talk about CPAC, but let's let's be respectful. We can be honest, but respectful. What's the first thing we did? We compared it to a Star Trek convention. Wait, um, no, that wasn't the first thing we did. The first thing we did was talk about how a hacking would lead into CPAC. And then <laughs> you made that comparison. But... okay. I also won't share what I said I'd rather do than go to CPAC what because that? that is not respectful. What was it? I don't remember. I think it was jump off. I don't know. Jump okay. off the bridge or something. But okay. So into water, not nothing dangerous. Now but. I've been, I've been to several of these and, and as I saw on you, they, they can be enjoyable. They can be quite enjoyable. And there's some people who give some really good speeches. I mean, Wayne LaPierre from the NRA is always really good and he always gets everybody riled up and they have fun listening to the speeches, but you've only been to like one of them, right? Well, yeah, after I went to that one, I was like, oh, this is never happening again. But the, the, where the were you? Where were you working? Where were you working at the time when you went to the one? Were you at the Blaze then? No, you know, I actually went. I just went. I was not at the Blaze yet. Did you pay? I was freelancing. Did right? you pay to go, or did you go as media? I went as media. Um, I was, you know, I was writing at the time. I don't even remember who I was writing for, but I was doing a lot of freelance writing, and so I went. And you know, it wasn't a bad experience. I agree. I think if you're 
it, it, obviously there are a lot of people it's tailored for and it's really good for. I yeah. don't like being in, in environments when everybody <clears throat> agrees with me. I know that that sounds yeah. kind of crazy. I get sort of it's sort of like, oh gosh, everybody here, we're all in agreement. I know that that invigorates some people. I find yeah. it sort of soul sucking after two days of being you know, hearing sort of speeches nonstop saying right. the same thing. And it depends. Agreement. And it depends on what you're convinced. Like, there's a difference between CPAC and I mean and. I mean, in my view, anyway, CPAC and like going to a Christian camp for kids or a family camp for yes. a weekend or something like that, because there's a larger religious meaning at those at the at the religious camps. I think there's some there's another level added to it. But when you go to CPAC, it's all political, and I don't care if they talk about we're libertarians or we're conservatives or what. It's listen, it's Republicans and Democrats for the most right. part, and it and the and the Democrats that they allow there are Democrats that toe certain Republican lines, conservative lines, but. It's not, um, <clears throat> anyway, it's, it's fun. I like, I'll tell you, after the first couple of years, I had to go for work starting in 2003 when I worked for Human Events all the way through 2011 or 12, my first year or two at The Blaze, and we had a presence there. <clears throat> I went, every, oh, excuse me, bump the microphone. I went every year for, what, eight, nine years. And uh, I tell you, what I really like is getting to catch up with people that you meet and networking and talking to people. And, you know, there are always some speeches that are fun. It's fun to get everybody, you know, excited about the same thing, but that long. Yeah, I mean, I do like some of the speakers. You know what? You know what it is? You know what it is? It's the collective time period in which probably 50% of the speeches I don't care about at all. Yeah. And, and you know, with <laughs> politics, I agree with you 100%. When you talk about I just got back from a, a conference that was, you know, a Christian conference right. um, of media professionals. It's different because there's a there's a shared goal that I think goes beyond, you know, just politics. And I don't what I what I hate about politics is exactly what sort of happens at CPAC, which is these little sort of proclamations made in speeches that are are really just sort of rah, rah, rah. They're not really substantive. Now, that's not always true. I think it's half and half. Some of the speakers are substantive and some aren't. Um, I did think Sarah Palin's speech yesterday that got a lot of attention, which she said about the Nazis and, you know, talking about the Islamic yep. State was interesting. Um, yes. And I think it's a conversation starter. That is one of those examples I should hate, though, of sort of the, you know, here's a quick but it's kind of it is true what she said. Right. The Nazis were stopped, <laughs> and I think there are some important speeches that happen. There are some important discussions that are had there, but you know, <clears throat> I'm nothing if not honest, right? And blunt. <laughs> so I don't you know how. Blunt. So I don't know how far to take this. Okay, and you you stop me if I'm going too far. But you've been. You told me you've been to, to the Netroots convention, right? Nut roots? Yeah, I've been there. Nut roots. It's the left wing CPAC, <laughs> essentially, right? I mean, I'm if, if we're yes, if we're la if we're laying it out for <clears throat> laying it out for our listeners, net roots is a left wing CPAC for the most part. Totally, yeah. Okay. And there's crazy people there, right? Yeah, there are. And yeah, not just and we're not just talking crazy. we're not just talking about people that we disagree with ideologically. Of course, we think that they're they have some loony ideas, but like an Ezra Klein. I might call him a loony because I disagree with him because I think he's, his views are nuts, but I don't think he's nuts. You no, know, he's a you smart know, guy. You just disagree. Right. right. Well, you know, same yeah. with, um, who's the guy at Plumline at, at, uh, Washington post, uh, Greg Sargent. I think his views are, are largely nuts, but I don't think he's nuts. But I think a lot of the people who attend Netroots are nuts. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I think that, one of the things that CPAC deals with every year 
and we know they deal with it every year because we're privy to conversations is how do we not look nuts? You know, <laughs> and it's not just a matter of, you know, Sarah Palin and listen, I'm not calling Sarah Palin nuts, obviously, but you know, they think, you know, Sarah Palin's nutty and that sort of thing, but she appeals to this group and this crowd and the CPAC crowd is nuts. And they have a point to a point. You know what I mean? The average person at CPAC isn't nuts, but it's the guys walking around in the crazy costumes with their pamphlets and their self-published stuff. And there's some of that stuff that, hey, listen, freedom of speech, do what you want. You paid your dues, you're there. But anybody who's paying, it is a little bit nutty. And anybody who's paying thousands of dollars to fly there, stay in a hotel and attend the conference and all the dinners has something going on in their life that's very, very different from most people. And that doesn't make it bad. That doesn't make it wrong. That just means, anyway, there's some nuttiness that goes well, it on. it means they've got a cash flow for <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, listen, I listen. if that's how you want to spend your money, there's no, that's not a, I, and I sound like I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody. No, okay? let, let, can I summarize this? Yes. There please, please get me out of this. There are crazy people on all sides. Yes. And, and they show up for gatherings that are representative of each side. Yes. They're not the majority. They're a very small minority, but they show up and they show up everywhere. There are some of them at every single conference, I promise you. Yeah. And, you know, it's the stereotype that the other side always loves to paint of crazy people. That's the group I think we're talking about that yeah. shows up to everything. This is not just conservatives, yeah. it's liberals too. And you see it, I and mean, when you watch the, the political conventions, when you watch the Democrat and Republican conventions on TV every four years for the presidential nominations, you see those people. I mean, they're all over the place. Wasn't one of them... <laughs> Remember the whole Democrats removing God from the platform? Weren't some of them there during that? Some of them? A lot of them were there. Oh, my goodness. Remember that? Remember that? It's like everyone's yaying and cheering for the removal, and they're yes. acting like it's not happening. I know. They're just— well, I forget who was on the stage. Wasn't it the—it was a mayor, wasn't it? I can't remember. Yeah, but. The, other, the other problem with CPAC—listen, CPAC's a great event. It's fantastic. I'm glad they do it. Keep doing it. It puts out the conservative message. People like to gather and network. Listen, this isn't a call to end it. It's a call to the people who invest a lot of time and money in it to make sure you do it right. And that includes people who attend because it has become, and this is something they don't like to talk about, it has become a major hookup area for young conservatives or quote conservatives. Because you want the, the guys. Interesting. Oh, huge. Now, I, I, I say that with just, it has that appearance and the stories that we hear. I shouldn't say, I don't have any evidence that it's, I don't have any like pictures or transcripts or anything that it's happening, but I'm telling Someone's you, sending you evidence. There, there is an underculture of that kind of stuff that happens. And it's, and it's sad to see you don't want, even if it isn't happening at all, you don't want that reputation of it happening. And I'd say, do what you can to try to keep those kind of rumors from happening. Listen, the people with evil agendas are going to have evil agendas regardless of what you do. I get, listen, I get that. To talk to your young women, young conservatives. Listen, you wrote that story about the mom who stopped wearing leggings, right? If, right. If leggings were supposed to be worn as pants, they'd be called pants. The women who show up, the young, beautiful, young conservative women that show up at CPAC wearing their love me for my brains outfits with their short skirts and tight tops. Um, you need to rethink how it is you present yourself at a conservative professional conference. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I'm, man, I'm not I, saying I you can't wear that. I'm not saying that men shouldn't control themselves. It's none of that. I'm just saying take into account how you present yourself because it's going to reflect on everybody else who's there. 
Yeah, I mean, and the same could go for again for you know Christian conference. Yeah, there's absolutely. Oh, yeah. there are always people it's who not don't just... you know who who are sort of out of the loop of what might be the best possible scenario for them to be doing, yep. saying, acting. Yeah, that's just that's just that's just free advice for them that they can take or leave and they'll leave. But that has to do with any <laughs> any conference. Okay, we got to take a break. Come back real quick. I want you to get in quickly to. Uh, the other convention that you were at this week, and then we will take another break and we'll get back into it. But let's take a quick break right now, and then we will be right back into it. We will be uh, right back. And now, Oops. Back to- ah! no, we're not back yet. We're going to go ahead and go out now. Nope, not that one either. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I keep hitting all the wrong buttons. I'll have to edit this in post. I love it. That's right, we're back, and we know that you're glad to have us because we're glad to be here. Uh, Well, mostly. We're forced to be here. (laughs) It's contractually obligated. Um, So, Billiam, we've been talking, we talked about CPAC and some other stuff going on. You spent this week, actually, at some other group, with some other group of nuts over in in Nashville. Well, they're not nuts. They're good people, actually. Uh, over in Nashville, uh, you were at the, uh, the national religious breakfast or something like that. What was it? I wish there was breakfast involved. They didn't do I breakfast? Like I didn't eat for three days. No. So wait, 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 nat- what kind of convention is this? They didn't serve breakfast. Well, here's the thing. You have to buy everything oh. and I'm very, and a, I'm very cheap, but it doesn't matter because the blaze was paying for it anyway. <laughs> so I could have eaten, but, but B, there was no time. I mean, I'd Sorry. wake up and I'd be running, you know, to go to a meeting. I think I went to about a hundred meetings and, Ooh, you know, yes. did a bunch of stories and interviews. And so basically NRB national religious broadcasters oh, is, God. is like all of the people who communicate, anybody who communicates in the Christian realm, they might run a ministry. They write, they might be journalists. They might be, they might be making movies. So this year was a big Hollywood year. Right. So maybe, uh, maybe you should have invited me. I would have come along. Well, the point was to escape you for a week. Oh. <laughs> so, so, you know, I mean, I don't know how many people. I would say a couple thousand. I mean, there's a lot of people there. And no, like, um, I, I, I just, I don't know. This is getting details from you here now. The convention, the NRB convention, all the, like you said, there are two or 3,000 people there. Are most, are all those two, 3,000 people all in the same industry? Or are they people like CPAC where they come and they come to listen to people who are in that industry? That's a good question. It's a mixture of, of all of the above because a lot of them are coming, like the film people, there's a day where they sort of talked about film, right? And, and you have people in the film industry on panels talking about it, but anybody can go to those panels. Then you have a day where they talked, yesterday they talked about abortion and gay marriage, right? Um, and they sort of cover the social issues. And then there are days that, that sort of get into social media. There was a big push for tech and social media. And anybody would go to that. You know, you might want to market okay. your film. You might want to market your ministry. So it was a mix. And then there's a big room you go into. And I don't even know. There are probably 300 booths in that room. Wow. And people would rent a booth just like, you know, we've done for The Blaze in sure. the past. We sure. have a booth. Yeah. Um, and so, but it was everything under the sun, everything from TBN with their wacky booth, they had a really wacky booth. Um, Wait, so what was, wha- what was wacky about it? Well, you can't just uh, say this and then just leave it there. It looked, or are you, was, are you afraid you're going to hurt feelings if you, well, no, I mean it, you know, it's always like a little bit of like seventies, eighties feel, you know, like TBN, the oh. way that they sort of put it out there and they, like, I, like you that, think they're going to pull Sandy Patty out from the curtain, <laughs> behind the curtain. <laughs> She's going to like, <laughs> 
<laughs> and they had like Jesus walking around, you know, guy dressed oh, up as God. Jesus, and you know, so <laughs> it's like you know, interesting, I quirky little display, and um, you know, people always love their stuff. Okay, so you know, there you go. And but then you had really cool high tech. You know, there's this um new app and it's slipping my mind right now which is terrible but I, and I'll, I'll talk about it after i haven't covered it yet my phone is ringing from somebody from somebody from west virginia is i'm gonna i'm going to decline this sorry and yes that is moby dick that's my ringer sorry i actually I thought it might have been one of the members of westboro baptist church calling to talk to the church boys oh, yeah well, while we were taking a break <laughs> billy got a tweet from the westboro nuts <laughs> we'll have to see if we can it had a video attached. So we're going to have to take a look at it before we air it for you folks. Um, Billy, that was a really short break. I want to get back into this religious broadcasters thing. You went to the convention, people you met, stories you wrote, and who sent you there and all that kind of stuff here in a minute. But we had to take a short break, and we will be right back. The Church Boys. The Church Boys. Man, I hate these guys. Okay, when we left... Billy was giving us a little uh, update on what had happened with him and what was going on at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention he went to this week. It was a sound like a pretty cool event actually over in uh, was it the uh, the Grand the old the Opry Hotel or where was it, Billy? Yeah, it's the, it's the Gaylord Opryland Hotel. Okay, the Opryland Hotel. So I, I want you to we've got a little bit more time now. We're out of that break. Um, tell us more about it. Who you met? That sort of thing. But first. I told you that I just before we came back from from break, I said, Billy, before we talk about that, I want to mention a couple other things. We'll get back into it. I hit play and immediately forgot. Folks, we want to hear from you still. Now, we had some really good responses last week from Pedro, who, by the way, did you see Pedro's tweet about what he he's saving the he says, I'm not going to listen to the church boys early. I'm going to listen to he's got like a half marathon. He's running. He's going to like, dude. <laughs> If you're running for, if you're running for any reason other than an emergency or to get pie, you have seriously serious character flaws. And also, if you're planning on running while you're listening to the Church Boys, What's you this? have serious character flaws. <laughs> or if you're just even listening to this period. So then a friend of mine in California is texting me and, and emailing me and he says, oh, "I just I listened to episode 6 and I hadn't heard the I saw your little posts about it, but I hadn't listened to the other episodes and he's down in, in California, he's down in, Oh, I don't know. He's some computers. He's some like super smart guy that does computers and things. So of course he's down in Silicon Valley or wherever he is. But Tim, this is for you. But Tim uh, was talking about. Says, man, I hadn't listened. You guys are cracking me up. So I'm guessing I'm good. I'm glad there's at least one person who thinks we're funny. <laughs> My mom won't listen. My wife doesn't even care. My wife has no idea that we have a right, podcast. Right. I'm convinced. I, I'm like the church boy. She's like, who are they? And I'm like, uh, it's our podcast. But anyway, he got a real, I, should, I need to let you know, he got a real kick out of what we were doing, but he also was he was also agreeing with us on some of the, the more serious things that we were saying. So I wanted to let you know that, but he's really enjoying the show. And apparently he thinks I sound like Steve Carell. I said, well, th- oh, thanks a, a lot. It is, I guess. I mean, I really like Steve Carell. I said, but now I'm going to be paranoid. And not in that, like... I'm afraid to sound like Steve Carell, but now it's like, that's all that's going to be in my head. I sound like Steve Carell? No, it doesn't. I don't. I mean, I do. I don't know. I don't care. Don't care. I don't even why I'm bringing it up. Wait, I need to to tease something for next (sighs) week, though. I'm going to tease it right now, so we have to make it happen now. Okay. And I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but I'm going to do it. Brittany Ruiz, the porn star who we covered on TheBlaze.com, and if you're not familiar with that, long story short of it, she was a porn star for years, one of the most well-known ones, left and became a Christian. Um, left the industry, became a Christian. Sure. We're going to talk with her. Nice. So if you have questions for her, 
you know, email them to us, shoot them over to yeah. us, um, send them over to the churchboys.com, tweet it, tweet those questions at us. We want legitimate questions about, yes, not you know, inappropriate questions. Exactly. Her life, how, how she's transitioning into, you know, her faith and all that. So, and we're going to talk with her on the show. We're going to present her with those questions. Cool. Awesome. Sounds great. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing that. That works And for we're me. doing it. That's less planning for on my part. So that's fine. Um, so I wanted to respond, reply, remind people that we want to hear from you. Contact us on Twitter uh, at the Church Boys. You can go to Facebook.com/slash/TheChurchBoys. You'll see our stuff on the Blaze. We got TheChurchBoys.com. There are all sorts of ways for you to get a hold of us. Our contact information is on TheChurchBoys.com. You can email us. You can text us. Or not text us. You can tweet us. You can Facebook message us. You can do all that stuff. We want to hear from you because this this show is all about people who get it. We want people who get it. We want you to listen, find out what's going on. And we want to find out what's going on in your life. We share our lives. So anyway, we want to know what's going on. Uh, if you have a, a tweet or a message or something that's worth talking about, we'll talk about it. If you got questions, we'll answer questions. Listen, my life is an open book, as Billy knows. And here's the crazy thing. So the things that we talk about, and Billy and I talk about in person, we even get, I even reveal more about my life. But here's the really thing. This is going to scare you to death, Billy. I have a really, really good filter. Really good. Only about 10% of the things that go on in my mind actually escape my mouth. So that scares my family when I tell them that. <laughs> so that said, Twitter, at the Church Boys, Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash the Church Boys, the Church Boys.com, all that stuff. Find us, talk to us. We want to hear from you. So, Billy, back to the, the Religious Broadcasters Convention. Tell us more about it. What went on? Uh, you talked about the booths. There were, I'm sure there were celebrities that you met. There were people you got to interview, things you got to do. I know you had a, a special sponsor who sent you there. Uh, talk about all that stuff. We want to hear it. Sure. So, you know, the, the way that this runs is, like I said, there's so many. I think when people think about Christian conferences and they think about like a Christian media conference, it's sort of like, oh, gosh, you know, what, what goes on there? But, right. um, you know, who are these people? Is it just old televangelists like hanging out, sitting around? But that's not at all what this is and it's crazy because the last couple of years with hollywood it's been sort of the year of the bible right, right. um and that, that was last year and this year sort of a continuation of that a lot of movies that are bible themed for better or for worse um when we're talking about for worse that would be noah when we're talking about for better it would be some of the other ones uh, <laughs> that came out and the, and even last year noah had a presence at nrb which is sort of interesting this right. year a lot of um, producers that were there, the Kendrick brothers who produced Courageous, um, oh, yeah, Fireproof, yeah. they were there. I spent no, some that time the, with them. Is that them. that church down in Georgia, down in Atlanta? Yeah, Sherwood. Sherwood. Now, they're no longer doing the films through Sherwood and okay. Sherwood, and I'm not going to ruin that. We'll talk. It, not a, it's not an... You know, it was an amicable decision to sort sure. of part ways in there, and they're moving forward um, with some other projects. And they have a movie called War Room that's coming out. Oh, cool! Uh, that they screened that is looks really good. I saw about a half an hour of it while I was there. Um, you know, and then Mark Burnett and Roma Downey were there, and I actually missed them. We I emailed with Roma, and and we did an interview, and we talked, but I didn't get to see them there. We just missed each other, but they were there to talk about the AD series. So what are right? they? What are they, what are they like? I mean, you've met them in person before, especially Roma. I know you've had some interviews with her. What are they like? Yeah, they're really nice people, and I think for somebody who you know, for Mark Burnett, who dominates so many nights of the week, right, primetime, he's dominating with some show on sure. NBC. The Voice or whatever, you know, whatever. I'm <laughs> um, The Apprentice. Uh, so he, they're both really nice people. And, you know, I've spent a lot more time talking with Roma. I've met both of them. Mm -hmm. I'm huge fans of them. I think they're great people. She is, um, and not that he's not, I just haven't spent as much time with him. I think he's totally the real deal. But she is just so invested in 
the projects that they're doing oh, and really great. believes that this is a mission for from God for them to be doing well, like these the blues, projects. Like the Blues Brothers. <laughs> like the Blues Brothers, yes, like the Blues Brothers. Only uh you know, she's just a really sweet person and and is and, and, and you know, sometimes she'll send emails to her supporters, right? Okay, cool. And 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 the sort of off the record stuff. Mm. And and I'll respond to her and I'll be like, Hey, you know, can we do a story on this? And she's just always receptive and responsive. So well, she's great. Cool. Good. So what else did you do? Anybody else famous you run into? Uh, don't wait, no, before I go any further, and I don't want this to sound like some sort of shill for, for other companies, but we ought to be fair and say there were a couple companies that are advertisers or sponsors who helped make this trip possible. Do you want to talk about them? Yeah. So the, the sponsors and the advertisers who made this trip possible, one of them was a movie. Um, it, it's a film that's coming out. They're working on their distribution deal. It's called Yellow Day. Um, and they spot, they help sponsor this. And then the Rose of Bethlehem and what, and what I mean, and the Rose of Bethlehem, apparently, before I get into what I mean by sponsor, they, apparently it's like this pendant you wear that you put, it, it like turns into a flower. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Right. Yeah, um, you've it's seen, really cool. I'm, if you watch the blaze TV, you've seen Laverne talk about it on some of the live advertising and that sort of thing. I kind of want to buy one for my wife, but anyway, <laughs> so they, they, we do sponsored series sometimes, and so they sponsored the series of stories that came out from this conference. And um, you know, they have no control over what we put in the stories, um, but they sponsor them, and and it and it's a really good sort of relationship, um, you know, with sponsors that allows us to be at certain events. And it's so cool it's, because it's, it's not like stuff. they're expecting a bunch of mentions from you. It's like, listen, we believe in the stuff that's going on at these conventions, and we want to help you cover the things that are going on here. Right? Absolutely, we we, sh and, we we share interests in these in these, you know, passions and these issues. You know, and, and listen, there were a lot of people, there were a lot of, you know, celebrities in the Christian world at, at this conference, right? A lot of well-known individuals. But I have to say the most interesting person I spoke with um, was Anita Dittman, and she's a Holocaust survivor, 87-year-old oh, really? Holocaust survivor. We sat down for an hour, and we're going to do a, story, a big story on The Blaze about this, and just cool. talk through her whole story, but these miracles that she said, and she became a Christian before the Holocaust, which okay. is kind of interesting. Interesting. So she was great. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's some miracle stories in there. And it was okay, really no, cool. don't spoil any of the miracle stories, but did she go to the concentration camps and all that stuff? Yeah, she, she, yes, got she was in the camp. Called into all yep. that stuff. Oh man. Yeah, that it was, it was intense at moments because you know, you're 87 years old, you're decades removed from this, but I think talking about it still affect, you right. can see it was still affecting her to talk about it. Sure. Um, and, you know, spent a lot of time with a lot of behind the scenes people, people who you, you know, publicists. Um, it, it's just it's an interesting time because you have all of the people really, I mean, honestly, who are controlling. And I don't mean that in a weird sort of control, but who are behind the Christian media and not just Christian conservative media and, and faith based media out there in one room, in one place. Yeah. And that is a really powerful and interesting dynamic. That sounds good. Now, did they also have. I, I think I looked at the schedule before, like when you told me you were going to this, I looked at some of the schedule. They have like church services too. I mean, is there stuff that you could go to for that kind of thing? Yeah, they did. It was sporadic. There was one on Wednesday night that, um, and they were at weird times, but they did. They offered, they offered that. And I think a lot of people, I noticed people as you'd walk around, you know, would be praying with one another and it was very, sure. you know, a lot of it's just sort of off the cup, but they did offer, um, at least one service, I think on Wednesday night when I was there. Okay, so um, and you know, people also, I, you know, I should mention at almost every one of these sessions in some ways incorporating faith, right? So right. you're sort of getting a faith overdrive, which is great for, for three, four days. Now, when you talk about faith and you're talking about it's the NRBR being religious, is it, I mean, this isn't a criticism, this is simply an honest question. Is it all 
is it, I mean, is it, is it all or almost all, you know, uh, conservative evangelical Protestant kind of stuff, or is it like, are there like Jewish broadcasters and, uh, Islamic or Hindu? I mean, not that there's a whole, there's not the whole slew of those types of broadcasters, but I, I'm just curious of what the faith angle is, the religious angle. Yeah, the vast majority, I mean, is is Christian. There may be some Jewish. I think, in fact, I think Israel, you know, has a booth there. You know, the Israel Tourism Agency or whatever, okay, they yeah. have a booth there because they. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, this is the audience. That's wanna, their audience, absolutely. Right, that's their audience. So, uh, but yeah, no, I think the religious uh, mention is Christian. I mean, that's yeah. that's really the main thrust of this. And in fact, while I was there, and we did a story on this, they put out a statement. Um, the, the, the hundred members of their board of directors, the top people in Christian media, put out a statement right. affirming Israel, standing by Israel, oh, and, and asking Congress to stand by Israel while right. we were there. So, right. Oh, that's great. All right, cool. So, you know what? Let's take one more quick break. We've got a few minutes left. There are a couple stories that you wrote while you were down there based on conversations you heard or were a part of or speeches that you listened to, that sort of thing. I want to get into one or two of those if we've got time. We've got, I think we've got time for at least one, if not two, uh, right after this, okay? Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm such a idiot. I can go back and fix this. <laughs> we'll get into You're that. Like drunk uh, today. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get into it right after this. Just a minute. All right, we got just a couple minutes left. Billy, you had a good time at the NRB. I'm glad that that happened for you. I'm glad that worked out. And you wrote a bunch of stories while you were down there. And you, you got to read some, meet some really interesting people. I know you talked about meeting, uh, talking to Downey. And you got a really cool article about her and says, this is the one prayer to never pray. Or this is the one prayer to be cautious about, you know, God use me kind of deal. Yeah. Which is a really good story. And if you haven't read that, I tell you, get on the blaze and read, story, read that story. Because that is, he, she is spot on. You know, there, there are prayers. I, I teach some classes for our church and, and different churches I've taught. And as I've always told people, there's one prayer that God will always answer. So I'm telling you, be careful when you pray. And that is God, give me patience. If you pray that <laughs> prayer, he'll go, you got it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and think about this, right? They're making money, of course, Mark and Roma, right? Sure, they're making a sure. ton of money. We know AD is going to do well. The Bible did well, right? but going into that in the first place is a risk because yeah. you, you know, I mean, you have. You already have a big name. I mean, her husband has a huge name, and she was in touch by an angel for years. People know right. who she is. Right. You know, and he's got a big name in secular TV. And now you're going to take this dive, and you're going to put resources and time, and then move your fa- move yourself and your husband overseas to yep. Morocco for three months to, to to film the first series, and then to do it again. Yep. That really does take sort of those steps in in a direction that you're not maybe not sure you want to go in. Right. So I I do commend them for that. I mean, yeah, again, they're making money, but. Right. They are following what right. she says she believes God is asking them to do. So. Right. Small risk, small reward, big risk, big reward, right? I mean, you that's how yeah. you do big things, totally. right? You, you make the investment. All right. The one story that I really wanted to get to, again, we've only got a few minutes. The one story I really wanted you to get to was about those Benham brothers. You interviewed them a couple of weeks ago. You had a, I mean, through the roof uh, listenership to this uh, little podcast that you did uh, with them, um, which you can get if you go... We'll link it. I'll, I'll link it on the blaze on um on um. Well, you had it on theblaze.com, but I'll also link it on thechurchboys.com as well. This great interview that you conducted with the Benham brothers. Tell people about them, and then tell them this story that you wrote from um from NRB. 
Sure. So the Benham brothers, if you're not familiar with them, um, sort of the quick of it is that they were given a TV show on HGTV and it was sort of a do it yourself show. They are real estate. Um, they own a real estate company and they were picked up by the network. Then some some gay activist groups, right wing watch ended up publishing sort of a recap of past comments they had made. And the brothers say really taking some of it out of context. But really, at the end of the day, the network pulled the show before it even aired because there was controversy over their stance uh, against same-sex marriage and their and their beliefs on homosexuality. So, you know, these guys are about to I mean, they're not just even about to film the show. They were filming it and the show was right. canceled in the middle of production. So, fast forward a year, they put a book out. They've been very vocal about this. And what I love about them is they didn't sue. They didn't turn around and say, "You know what? Not that people shouldn't sue. I think there are times you should, um, but they, they, you know, they're like they didn't want us. They they canned the show. We understand why activists went after them, and so that's that. We're not going to sue them. We're not going to go after them. And they've just been vocal, defending themselves and and talking about this. And so, the story we did yesterday, we did today about yesterday was they delivered a speech at NRB, and they talked about that fallout where gays and lesbians were going after them, activists were going after them, and. You know, they said this one guy in particular, you know, really went after them hard and and said things that really just made them sick. And they didn't get into the details of what he said. And this was over Facebook. And, you know, a lot of people would fight back and they didn't. And they're sharing the story. What they did was they started dialoguing with him and the brother David. It's David and Jason Benham. David said, I talked with him. I found out he liked baseball. And he was a baseball fan. And I found out he lived in Chicago. And so I bought him two tickets to a Cubs game. And when he said that, I'm thinking most people would be like, go to hell. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Why are you harassing me? And here he went out, found out about him, invested in him, found out about him. And then this guy, he sends him tickets. And the guy ends up contacting them back and says, I never expected this. You've caused me to rethink my whole life. And they claim that he that he left his lifestyle behind. That's how they worded it. They, he was so sort of touched by that that it really made him – rethink everything wasn't it amazing what can happen when you actually love people the way that you claim that you do like when you actually live it absolutely and you know what what i and this is what i love about them because you know you could you could isolate the things they've said and you can say oh look these are hateful bigots and you can take it out of context or whatever whatever happened but when you look at how they're living their lives, it is not at all the way that activists have accused them. And the, and in the interview, what I especially loved about this is some people might say, oh, it's them bragging. It wasn't worded in a bragging way at all. Right. And in fact, it follows up what they said about three weeks ago when they came to the Blaze newsroom, which was that when they were fired by HGTV, they actually sent fruit baskets to the executives at HGTV. Yeah. And not only that, they ended up inviting all of the people over at Glad or Right Wing Watch to come to their house for dinner cool. to dialogue with them. Love it. Well, you know, and and you've heard me say this before, and I work with, I've worked with literally <clears throat> thousands of teenagers and young pe- and young people, and it's all about what we call earning the right to be heard. So you not you can't just say you love somebody; you have to actually do it and show it. And these guys have figured it out. These these Benham brothers, they get it. They love other people, and they're just taking that to the to its logical conclusion. I'm going to love you. I'm not going to tell you that everything that you're doing is okay. I'm not going to tell you that when you screw up that it didn't matter. What I'm telling you is I love you, even when Absolutely. you screw up. 
And I think, and, I, and actually, I remember this because it, it stuck out to me in the interview that I did with them, um, about a half an hour long, just a raw discussion. Uh, Jason Benham concluded by saying, you know, Jesus loves all people. He doesn't love all ideas. Yep. And that was that's sort of how they operate. And you love people. You don't have to love the idea. You don't have to love what people are doing. You can disagree. And I think it puts a whole other pa- picture. It paints a whole other picture of how people should be. You know, you're not going to be like Westboro. I mean, gosh, who no. wants to be like Westboro? You're going to be somebody who loves people. And I think the unfortunate thing is a lot of Christians fall in the middle. Yeah. Um, and we should we should be where the Benhams are. Right. There's on, no, on any issue. Nobody nobody believes that the Westboro people love God or love others, right? Absolutely you, not. You look at what the Benhams do, when you look at what they actually do, there's hardly any doubt that they love people or love and love God and love others. I mean, that's the the devil, the the enemy is always going to try to twist things and call you a liar, that sort of thing. But I'm telling you, you look at what they do and you go, what? I don't have any doubt about their love for God and their love for others. We can't, we're not supposed to judge others' hearts. We're not supposed to judge other relationship with God, but we can judge fruit. And I'm telling you, the fruit of what they do is spectacular. So... All right. Anything else I you concur. want? Anything else you want to say about uh, NRB this week? No, I think I'm good. <laughs> well, we have reached the end of the show. Uh, I know that y'all are uh, y'all are uh, sad to hear us say bye bye. But um, Pedro, good luck on your little half marathon, you nut. Have fun. Uh, have fun puking up your guts. I know I would. Uh, Billy, any words of wisdom for the people? Read your Bibles and read the Blaze. Bye bye. Church Boy.